I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cribb. Hi, hi, hi. Fine. And um, <laughs> I just want to point out, it's become well documented that I'm in the middle of moving. I have completely lost track of when people are viewing my flat and when they're not. So oh, really? I know that there's one at four... But then uh, somebody rang me yesterday to say, oh, can all these people view your flat? It's proven very popular, which is encouraging. That's nice. Uh, definitely going to still be owning it in six months now, I've said that. Um, and then she listed a load of times. And because I was literally in the middle of moving into my new place, I was like, yep, yeah, fine. Didn't write them down and now have next to no idea when anyone is viewing my flat, which I'm currently in. So, Pretty, uh, so, so you, what you're saying is you could be doing a live viewing on the podcast. Yeah, somebody could turn up and they'll be like, it comes included with podcast presenter. <laughs> uh, with me just sort of awkwardly squatting at a coffee table. So I just wanted to point that out in case this episode ends up being no longer than about two minutes, purely because I had to stop so someone could view the flat. Well, squatting at a coffee table was better than what you were doing last week, which was on your knees in the middle of the living room, which I feel like could be a... Uh, (laughs) Recording a podcast, to be clear. Yes, but, you know, somebody walks in on that beat. Yeah. That means usually one of two things. Not a great look. Why? What are the two things? Well, I know one of them. You could... (laughs) (laughs) says a lot about you that you didn't think of the traditional one of praying for people being on the Right. No, that's the one I thought of. No, is it bollocks? No, it's not, though. No praying on Grinder, is it? <laughs> well, there probably is somewhere. Yeah, true. Everyone's got an, everyone's got a niche. Um, should we talk about friends? Yes. Uh, request a request. The request is from Sarah or Sarah, spelt without an H. I apologise for not knowing for sure. What would you go for? Uh, Sarah. Yeah, I'd, I'd wager a Sarah, but then Sarah Cox spells hers without an H, doesn't she? That's and true. She's, she's the one that really messes it up for us. Yeah. Sarah, we're going to say. Hi, Dave and Pete. Hi. I love the podcast, and I've just finished listening to it all. And I can't believe my second favourite episode... Does that mean all of one episode, or all of the entire... I think oh, the entire back catalogue would, right. would be my guess there. I mean, when was this request made, Pete? Uh, a year ago. Exactly. So definitely by now, probably, if not before. Uh, uh, she says, I can't believe my second favorite episode, brackets, my favorite being the one with Phoebe's wedding, close brackets, 
uh, which is the one with the Halloween party hasn't been done yet. The costumes are great. And as always, Phoebe and Chandler are on top form. Cheers, guys. There you go. So would you like a synopsis? Yeah, go for it. Season eight, isn't it, Pete? Season eight. But don't let that put you off. Season 8, episode 6, the one with the Halloween party, 227405. At Monica and Chandler's Halloween party, Phoebe runs into her sister's fiancé, Eric, and becomes attracted to him as they bond over Ursula's lies and bad behaviour. Ross and Chandler arm wrestle, and effectually, Ross laments his goofy Spudnik outfit, makes him look like feces, <laughs> and Rachel, feeling maternal, asks to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, only to realise that she is less maternal than she thought, guest starring Sean Penn as Eric. Which one would you like to start with? I don't know. They're sort of all bundled into one, aren't they, really? The Rachel I mean, the one's very brief. As is the Chandler Ross. There's quite a lot of briefy briefies, aren't there? I mean, should we start with an overall... Because uh, the introduction is basically how I feel about all fancy dress parties. That roller coaster emotions they go through where Monica and Chandler go, we're having a party. And that my immediate reaction to having a party is always great fun. You have to wear a costume. <sighs> but, 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 but why do they object? So they're invited to a Halloween party. What's yeah. a Halloween party if it doesn't involve dressing up? A party on Halloween, I guess. Yeah, but that, what's the point? Like, why would you have a Halloween party if you weren't willing to dress up? Yeah. Do you know what? This is the, the, the thing. I think I, um, sort of felt very included in this as a cold open because I always assume that American Halloween parties are by default so over the top and fancy dressy. Right. Um, Who's once I know we're, we're just talking about the intro here, but on the subject of fancy dress, yeah. what's the woman covered in colored felt balls at the party dressed as? There's a few odd costumes in the background, aren't there? She looks like she's sort of, Covered herself in glue and forward rolled through a haberdashery. Like it's it's a very, <laughs> very strange look. I don't I can't I don't know what I don't know what that's supposed to be. No, I'm not sure. Also the problem with the, the, the costume party, we call it a fancy dress party, is that um there's no theme. Like I don't know you don't really tend to go to parties anymore that don't have some sort of theme, do you? Like just Fancy dress is not enough these days, is it? There's always a thing like, exactly. oh, your dress is something starting with this letter or do a thing that's some, there's always a reason for something. Without a theme, it's like, where the fuck do you start? Mm. And, um, I, I don't know why also, Mo, I know there's a lot of jokes about Mona's outfit with the slutty nurse. So actually, I'm yeah. just a nurse. Um, nurse boring to, to dress. <laughs> I'm not slamming the NHS there. Uh, <laughs> to dress as a nurse. For a fancy dress party is boring to dress as well, yeah. a cat. For like, there are some very dull cliche ones, and a nurse is one of them. Yeah, well, yeah. So if we were to rank the costumes, which I think is the majority of this episode, uh, agreed. Nurse bottom, bottom of the pile, absolutely cliched. No, no thoughts gone into that at all. You know, yeah, like terrible. Catwoman. <sighs> Boring. Superhero, Boring. cheap, super fit. Like, like Phoebe's superhero outfit looks quite good. Monica looks great in her Catwoman costume, um, but still quite boring. Yeah, because they're just first thought things, aren't they? Those those ones. Joey S. Chandler, great. Brilliant. Really good. Big fan of that. Big fan. That reminds me of a time I once went to a fancy dress party as Louis Walsh. How did you do that? What do you mean? 
How did, how did you how dress as Lily Walsh? I put on a blue, t- a, blue sh- a blue shirt with a white t-shirt underneath it and spoke in an Irish accent all night. It, for very similar reasons to Joey of like, I don't have a costume and I need to go something. But it was, it was, there was more to it slightly. It's quite niche this, but my mate Roger, this is when we were at school, uh, bears a striking resemblance to Shane Ward. And at the time, Shane Ward had just won, <laughs> or was just about to win X Factor with his right. mentor, Louis Walsh. So it was like a double team costume, as it were, you know? What happened to Louis Walsh? Do you know, I thought that the other day. He's, he was such a big part of our collective psyche for a while. He really wasn't he? was, wasn't he? For anyone who's not aware of Louis Walsh, uh, judge on the X Factor at its cultural impact peak. Um, Absolute peak. But not really been seen since. No, Cowell is still culturally relevant. Louis Walsh, mm. very much not. Was there a thing? I'd say even Cowell's relevance is, is dwindling. But isn't he on like, is he quite big in America still? Isn't that a big thing? Yeah. But uh, Louis Walsh, I'd imagine, is going to appear like eating a sheep's vagina on I'm a Celebrity. Not sheep. You don't get sheep in the jungle. What do you get in the jungle? Eating a uh, fucking kangaroo. Kangaroo. Not in the jungle, do kangaroos maybe. go in the jungle? I don't know. They're just Australian, question, aren't they? Yeah, I think of that. Uh, um, Eating a they? vagina. Fish, a, a fish eye. Fish eye, yeah. That. That's the level I think he's now at. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's. he's uh, I would suggest Jungle might even be a bit too highbrow for Louis Walsh. I think he might end up on Dancing on Ice or something. <laughs> they are announcing the cast of that this week. Are they? Well, there you go. Keep your eyes peeled. I imagine he was on it now. That seemed like such a prescient. Anyway, Louis, uh, we're Louis very Walsh much distracted. Yeah, fine. So I'd say Joey's costume is Chandler. Great. Chandler's costume just looks like the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. That is too warm. I would feel incredibly uncomfortable wearing that. On the on the plus side, maybe probably quite comfy. It feels quite pyjama-y, you know? He does play the role very authentically, though, with his uh, chomping on a carrot. Yeah, he has a carrot at all times, which is, some would say, too much commitment to the part, wouldn't you? You know, Monica says, oh, his favourite kids book was The Velveteen Rabbit. Wasn't that Cathy's? Or do they bond yeah, over it the fact was. that it's both of theirs? Well, it was Cathy's, and he doesn't mention at the time that it's also his. So it Yeah, so why like is a... Monica making a reference to a present that Chandler bought another woman? Yeah, very strange, isn't it? And as Chandler points out, The Velveteen Rabbit doesn't look bright pink. Yeah. Um, have you ever read The Velveteen Rabbit? No. No, I haven't either. And today, uh, podcast called a set there, haven't we? <laughs> uh, who else have we not done? Oh, Spudnik. I mean, Spudnik is, uh, you know, objectively the best costume in terms of creativity, isn't it? Ross has put, say what you like about the actual costume, Ross has put some thought and effort in. He's done a costume based on a pun. That is fair fucks to him. How are we spelling doody? D-O-O-D-Y. Right. Because duty is not a term used in the UK in reference to crap. Oh, oh never, never. I, I don't think anyone has ever used the word duty here at all, right? No. No. So much so um, that I didn't actually know what they were talking about until I made an assumption based on the fact that Ross very much looks like a crap. <laughs> a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, there was also something called the Howdy Doody Show that ran from 1947 to 1960, uh, which is the reference Chandler makes when he says Howdy Doody. Uh, but I don't think that's anything to do with poop. I think that's just a completely separate thing. <laughs> right. uh, that is basically, I'll tell you exactly what the Howdy Doody Show is, and we're moving off to different sitcoms here, but 
How do you do this? Basically, Gabbo from The Simpsons. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's the parody there. And if you like Google Howdy Doody, you'll see that it's the exact same sort of puppet. Good that we turn this into a sort of fashion critique podcast. Mm. But are you happy that we've um, covered all the costumes? Yeah, I think so. Good. Let's move on to the storylines then, shall we? The hard-hitting storylines. So yeah, like you say, Rachel's plot line is pretty much makes a child cry, runs after the child. And there's a slightly disconcerting line about her pretending to be his girlfriend for a, for a while yeah. while he trick-or-treats, which... I hope was just one of those things where the adults all knew that that wasn't the case, but feels slightly unnerving, doesn't it? I did enjoy her choosing to stand up to this mean child by being mean. Rachel being mean to children is surprisingly very funny. Yeah, it's a strange storyline because everyone else is sort of involved with the rest of the group and they've just seemed to have paired her off with all the kids at the door. But it is funny to watch her engage in a very uh, puerile argument just shouting shut up at a kid over and over again and um, this halloween uh, trick-or-treat storyline does enable the great phoebe line of no wonder you're pregnant when she says about giving all the sweets to a child just because oh, the child said that's that so good one told me i loved him so i gave him everything it's like no wonder you're pregnant it's such a funny line there's a couple of really really good lines in this episode and that is one of them. The other one I really like, going back to the costumes, when Joey reveals his costume, and it's not a clever line, but just Joey's impression of Chandler makes yeah. me laugh so much, because that's so Joey to think that he's doing a good impression of Chandler, but also he sort of is. Mm. Like, Chandler never makes that noise, as he points out, but also it, it perfectly encapsulates. He also identifies the little hand gesture as a Chandler trope, which I don't think I really clocked until Joey's impression of it. Right. Yeah. It's it's a remarkably good impression, considering it's nothing like anything he's ever done, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. He's encapsulated his entire personality in that noise and that just every I'd forgotten that that was what the line was, and it made me laugh so much when it happened again today. So well done, the writers, and well done, Matt LeBlanc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And then Chandler versus Ross. Again, quite a short, simple storyline that sort of is kind of put to one side, I guess, mostly. But it sort of, it builds very slowly, doesn't it? And those two are sort of sniping each other all the way through with the sort of howdy doodies and all that sort of stuff. And, oh, yeah, the only guy in a bunny costume his wife made him wear. And then it all builds up to, 
I'd say the funniest bit of this whole plotline for me is the physical comedy when Chandler pushes Ross. Yes, I was just going to say that is the best bit. Is the he sort of goes, he sort of starts banging on top of the the thing on Ross's head, doesn't he? It's a good, yeah. good little fight. And he pushes him back, and sort of Ross losing balance as a potato, which is a very strange sentence. But Ross losing balance as a potato and sort of has to be sturdied by Mona is very funny. Um, Mona, this is quite early in the Mona arc, isn't it? But she seems cool and fun. She does, yeah. yeah. Well, there's we we like Mona generally, don't we? I think so. Yeah, yeah, we do actually. Yeah, it's just more that Ross doesn't like her enough, and we're sort of. Uh, led down an alleyway of thinking she's not as good as Rachel, basically, aren't we? Yeah. You know, from a sort of viewer's point of view. But yeah, she's good. I mean, co- terrible costume creativity aside, she comes, she she knows Ross's costume, she works out the pun, as Chandler says, marry her. I mean, absolutely. Like, they seem like the perfect match at this stage, don't they? Um, Interesting that this is an interesting tidbit for you. You know, it's right at the start that Joey was wearing a fire, a New York Fire Department logo. I don't know if you did notice or not, but the tidbit is that this is the first episode they recorded after 9-11. Oh, this is a little tribute. A little tribute, yep, a little nod. And there's a few nods, aren't there? We've had, we've seen it before in one of the other ones where they have the sort of, I love FDNY on the back of the Magna Doodle and all of that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's the very first one. And the table read for this episode was supposed to be on. September the 11th, and they had to postpone it by a couple of weeks, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's the very first one. And Lisa Kudrow says it's her favorite episode of all time because they got so many messages from people at the time saying, thanks for keeping us laughing in the dark oh, times, basically. It's very lovely. So yeah, it makes it, it puts a slightly different spin on it when you watch it with that, uh, with that context in mind, doesn't it? Hmm. Right, on to Ursula and Eric. This is the last appearance of Ursula. She gone after this. She gone. Uh, the issue, I, what's uh, what's Sean Penn's character? Eric. Eric. An issue I have with Eric, right? Yeah. If you're invited to a party yeah. by your fiancé's identical twin. Oh, you've got to be prepared for Slapping Eric. someone who looks a lot like your fiancé at that party is a bold and quite stupid move. Why? I mean, the interesting thing is that Phoebe is not, it's not that she's even neutral about it. She's not offended. She's not neutral. She's very pro it. I mean, from her point of view, a man has just walked in and slapped her ass and said, give me a kiss. And she was going for it. She was absolutely going to go for it. So weirdly, if he, of anyone he could have chosen, he seems to have chosen the right person. Uh, but no, it's absolutely. A, you've got to be on your guard there because you know there's you know there's a woman that is genetically identical to your sister there. Also, why have they not arrived together to a stranger's party? True. Also, why That's does he odd. mention Ursula saving herself to Phoebe? It's like, mate, it said her twin. Like, why are you bringing up virginity? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of strange bits about it. Obviously, Ursula's lied about everything. But, uh, you know, two weeks is... Frankly, they're getting married three weeks after they met. I mean, how's that going to work out? What's the plan here? What's the plan from Ursula? She's like, oh, it seems like fun, but what's actually going to happen in three weeks? Or do you just think she doesn't care? Yeah, I think she probably just doesn't care. I love the fact that she has a floor plan for a bank in her bag as well, as if she's planning a heist. That's very good. That's very funny. And also something that Phoebe, you think, could get involved in, actually, weirdly. I think they could find some common ground. I think Phoebe would enjoy a bank heist. I just... um 
I think the filming of the twin scenes would be. Do you how, I wonder how they did it. Do you think they just sort of did the full scene with a stand-in and then just sort of chopped it up and edited it together? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because it just right. looks like it would be very clunky. Yes, it is. It, it, those ones are always clunky, aren't I'm they? I'm not this suggesting is... that for each line, <laughs> Lisa Kudrow went away and got changed. Like I know, <laughs> I know that that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> They're doing it live, like yeah. a very, very slow theatre play. Yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah, I th- I, yeah. All those scenes look very clunky in hindsight. And this is before, I feel like in the last 20, 30 years, that sort of um, filming techniques and just making things like that work have, have improved so much more, haven't they? Because you can watch a lot, especially in the early Friends, when you watch them sort of doing the scenes from behind, that it's like, that's clearly a different woman over-the-shoulder shots, you know, when they're doing the twin scenes and all of that. Uh, this one, they just have them standing incredibly far apart, and naturally so, on the street, don't they? I also love in that that bit in the street um, that Phoebe says, it's Ooh. me, Phoebe, as if she felt the need to introduce herself <laughs> to her identical twin. I'm amazed that Ursula showed up to the party because all the information she has is, it's at my old apartment. A, which old apartment? And B, does Ursula really seem like the sort of person that would have any idea where her sister lived? Or actually turn up even if she said that she was gunning? Exactly, yeah. it's it's um, Obviously, it's a plot device, but it just feels like there should have been more information there because they don't even really leave that conversation on a pleasant note, do they? They sort of walk away and she and Phoebe looks angry. Um, I mean, there's part of me that has a lot of time for Ursula's energy of just making stuff up. Like, the boldness and the sort of uh, strength of conviction with which she continues to do that throughout is is actually quite remarkable in a way, isn't it? Just to go, yeah, I just said all the same things, and then we're getting married, and uh, she doesn't seem to have a plan as what's going to happen next, and she seems okay with that. Clearly has good knowledge of Uruguay, though, because um, <laughs> yeah. in some sort of conversation <laughs> with Eric, she's managed to in an improvised conversation, improvised lie, uh, identify the, the name of a nearby town. <laughs> in Uruguay. A small town in Uruguay. That's such a good point. I mean, yeah, again, you've got you to gotta admire her improv skills. Good She's hustle. managed to find... Good hustle. Yeah, managed to find something to discuss every time Sean Penn brings up a thing and sort of say, oh, I did that too, I do the same thing, and hear some sort of detail, presumably, to back it up. Although, as Sean Penn says, Eric, sorry, as Eric says, he's not the brightest, um, brightest card in the deck, is he? Here's my other question. How old is Eric meant to be? For him to have an issue with however old Ursula is, you mean? Well, Ursula told him that she was 25. He seemed disappointed when he found out that she wasn't. But Sean Penn is... I mean, I looked it up because I was like, that guy's at least 40, right? Sean Penn at the time of filming was 41. So he's not. it's not like he's trying to play a 28-year-old. It just felt really weird when he was like, yeah, she's 25. That's cool, isn't it? Like, you're a 41-year-old teacher, mate. Why are you trying to marry a 25-year-old after three weeks? But how old is Phoebe here? She must be 32-ish, right? This is after the one where they all turn 30, by a year or two. So, yeah, by a year, I guess, 31-ish. So, if anything, he should be relieved with that one that she's a little more close to his age. <laughs> Slightly more socially acceptable. Um, I mean, generally, on the whole, Sean, Car- Sean character, Sean Penn's character is... Quite pathetic, isn't he? A weird sort of twitchy, sweaty, intense... Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and doesn't really seem to have many redeeming qualities. I'm just not sure they used Sean Penn to his maximum potential. Like Sean Penn's an incredibly good actor, and all he does in Friends is this sort of slightly underwhelming, socially awkward, weird 40-year-old that's mm. trying to bang a 25-year-old. That isn't even part of the storyline, you know? It's just it's just very odd, and it doesn't... He's not anywhere near the top ten sort of Friends guest stars, is he, if you were to rank them? No, but he just he's in an, one more episode where it all goes yeah. wrong. Yeah, the next one where they do have sex, and then he realises she looks like Phoebe, and that no, looks like Ursula, sorry. Um, so yeah, it is, it is confusing. It is, <laughs> yeah, in fairness to him, it is confusing. And the only other thing about this uh, plot line is... Why has Ursula gone out of the flat to smoke? In the corridor. But she's still smoking indoors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strange, we, what's, what's, what's the crack here? Is it just impolite to smoke in the party, but it's not impolite to smoke in the corridor of your apartment? Like, it feels like that's you're either smoking inside or you're smoking outside, right? I mean, there's the, the she should just go out the window and do it on the balcony, shouldn't she? Yeah, I mean, that's as convenient as going outside to the hall, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. You would think. Um, right, well, that's the end of my notes on the Phoebe Ursula Eric saga. Have you got anything more to add, Peter? Uh, I haven't. Do we have a quiz? Let's play a sting and find out. No. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I mean, to be fair... Given uh, this episode is being recorded using a 5G hotspot while I'm huddled over a coffee table in a yeah. barren flat, um, you, you count yourselves lucky you've even got a podcast at all, guys. Well, you, you were you were having a bit of a meltdown earlier, weren't you, going, we should have just postponed for a week, I've got so much to do. Yeah. So, frankly, that what they were the two choices. So you've got a slightly shorter... Um, rough and ready podcast this week as a result of Pete moving across the country, not even yeah. within the same city. Yeah, how is your new place, by the way? Uh, it's very nice, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I think. Where is uh, it? Well, well, it's in it's in Birmingham city centre. Oh, um, lovely. And I think not that it makes any difference. So I don't even know why I'm saying this. I think not the next episode but the one after will be recorded in my new flat so that's that's something for you guys to really look forward to that's something to be excited about isn't it now the <laughs> other thing about doing this halloween episode is that i know uh, i did want to bring up very slightly is that we've almost smashed it we almost smashed the timing timing wise yeah, yeah i know i thought that. Just, i did think that in true friends with friends fashion we've not quite made it work we've yeah. done it in the first week of october when halloween is famously not in the first week of october but I guess it does feel to me, and maybe you'll agree, that people, like Halloween is starting to ramp up now. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of Halloween adverts, a lot of supermarket stuff, a lot of invitations to parties. I'm going to a bloody wedding on Halloween, so I can't go to any Halloween parties, which frankly I'm quite glad of. But I, you had, like yeah, dressing. exactly. So it's absolutely fine. I just have to dress up in a different way. So I've got to buy a bloody wedding outfit now. I think I've exhausted my wedding attire over the last two years. You need to mix it up a bit. I think so. Well, I, I think I could get away with it, but it's just for me, Pete. You know, I want to feel, oh, I want yeah, to feel fresh. Feel special, don't you? I want to feel fresh in my own, uh, in my own outfit. You know, so that's today's job: go and buy a new sort of suit or vague wedding attire. Cool. End of podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram FWF Pod. 
and we'll be back. We will be back next week from, so hang on, where's next week's podcast going to be? If the one after that's going to be in your new flat, is he still in your old flat next week? Still in, yeah, I have to be in Leeds next week. Wait, so you're doing sort of a, you're moving at the moment but then you're also sort of oh it's chaos you got, it's fucking chaos got, have you got to sleep on the floor uh, no still got a bed thankfully that's basically the only other thing that's in the flat Christ. it's very Lenny from the Simpsons please don't tell anyone how I live kind of vibes <laughs> so next week you'll be recording from Leeds but maybe sort of lying on your mattress yes if I've not sold that yet yeah oh yeah shit okay well we'll all look forward to that won't we Peter well, absolutely. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>